And if I... Oh, exciting news. We've spoken at last. Yeah, it happened this morning. What a breakthrough. Me mate Dolly was over for moon when I told her. Ecstatic she was. She reckons that wedding bells might be on the cards now. Oh, she does get carried away, does Doll. Too many romance novels, that's her trouble. What with all her Fifty Shades of What's It and Lady Chatterley's doodah? I told her though, I said, Doll, I'm a 55-year-old divorcee. I think that ship might have sailed by now, babe. Anyway, I read somewhere that statistically, there's more chance of me being crushed to death by an asteroid than getting married again at my age. So, you know, if I'm arranging a wedding, I may as well get the funeral booked in while I'm at it. I can't deny, he is handsome now. It's funny to think he's lived opposite for three years, and I hadn't even noticed what a dish he was. Well, I don't suppose I had the time to notice before. Course, I'm nothing but time now. He really is such an enigma. I think that's what makes him seem that bit more appealing. I know very little about him, apart from his name, Ron. And I only know that because I accidentally came across a bank statement the other week with his name on it. To be honest, I thought it was a bit careless of him to leave his confidential post lying around like that. But there you go, I mean, it was just sitting there, in a bag, at the bottom of his wheelie bin. He'd shredded it, of course, but I still managed to piece it all together. Took me a solid 13 hours to do it, but I got there. Flipping heck, it's a good job I'm not a criminal. Like I say, careless. I do know he works from home. Well, along with everyone else at the moment. I don't know what he does exactly, but it must pay well for him to afford that nice Volvo out the front. And he had new windows put in before the first lockdown and all. Well, they must have set him back a bob or two. Dolly reckons I'm becoming obsessed. She says I'm in danger of going all stalker on him. I said, hardly. I mean, I can't help being able to see him working all day in that front bedroom, can I? If I'm sat watching a telly, I can see right in. I see him typing and chatting all day on his mobile. Oh, he looks dead important. Just occasionally, he looks over and catches me watching him. I just shut me eyes and pretend to be asleep. He probably thinks I'm a right lazy cow or a narcoleptic. And you know what? He looks after himself. He jogs every morning. He's out for seven o'clock sharp and I see him coming back just before Lorraine starts. I do like a man who looks after himself physically. I mean, he's still got quite a paunch on him, but, you know, he's well maintained. And he eats well from what I can gather. He treats himself to a takeaway once a week, usually on a Friday night. Well, why not? He's earned it after a busy week in that office of his. I think it's usually a Chinese he has, though the writing on a delivery bag is tiny. It's a struggle to make it out, even through the binoculars. He eats a lot of fresh stuff and all. The Sainsbury's man always brings bags full of fruit and veg. He gets his deliveries on a Tuesday morning, usually around 10. This week it was 10.09 when they arrived. I got the impression he was a bit put out by the delay. 
But of course, he didn't let on to the delivery man he was annoyed. He's a real gent like that, is Ron. Anyhow, after I'd told Dolly what had happened this morning, she starts pressing me for all the details. Typical doll. So I told her how Ron and I had conversed at last, how we'd finally broken the ice and how pleasant it was like. Then she goes all gooey-eyed and insists on knowing exactly what we said to each other. So I relayed the conversation to her and I said that it went something like this. I said, hello, it's Ron, ain't it? He said, yeah, that's right. I said, I couldn't help noticing that you've put your blue bin out. Yeah, he says, I have. Why? Well, I said, not being funny like, but today's a green bin day. Ah, oh, I see, he says. Ah, oh, ta very much. No problem, I said. Ta then. Well, that was pretty much the gist of it. Of course, Dolly wants to know more. Ask about tone of voice and subtext. So I said, doll, there was no subtext. It was a 20-second conversation about bins. Then she wants to know what kind of voice I delivered the message in. Asked if I did it in an alluring tone. I said, doll, I told the fella that it was green bin day. How the hell can I make that sound alluring? I mean, what am I gonna do? Put on me best Marilyn Monroe voice? Deliver it in a song? Happy green bin day to you. Happy green bin day to you. Happy green bin day, Mr. Dishy Neighbour, with your good legs and nice bum. Happy green bin day to you. Ha ha ha, she said, you could have tried. I said, get a grip. So, Doll reckons I should have seized the opportunity to get in there with him while I could. She said that I should be more in touch with his sexuality, like her at number 17. <laughs> I said, excuse me, but nobody should be that in touch with their sexuality. Number 17's got hers on speed dial. Oh, it's actually more of an addiction with her. The woman's a fanatic. Three times her husband's come home, apparently, and found her rolling round in ecstasy with a gas man. A different one each time. Anyhow, I personally think that it's an overrated thing, ecstasy. Like, spiralising. And when you've been married to a quantity surveyor who irons his socks and calls his mother twice a night, well, let's just say that ecstatic moments are very few and far between. So, I won't be taking Doll's advice and getting in there with Ron. After 30 fairly disappointing years of marriage, I've no intention of trying for a second time, thank you very much. Anyhow, I quite like mine and Ron's little relationship the way it is. Do you know how everyone keeps going on about how we should all be taking up new hobbies? Well... Maybe I've found a perfect one. 
lechery. Oh, anyhow, I've got to go. Looks like Ron's just started his afternoon workout over the way. So I'm going to pour myself a nice glass of rosé and think naughty thoughts while I drool all over him squat frosting. Oh, lovely! Life's a Gas was written by Ben Ellis and performed by Sarah Starling. Like, share, subscribe and leave us a review. Why not? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>